getting high already? It's just two o'clock. <laughs> it's that late? You know, you smoke too much of that shit. That shit's gonna rob you of your ambition. Not if your ambition is to get high and watch TV. <laughs> oh, y'all a couple cheats and chongs, huh? But don't get up. I got it. Yo. No, Jackie, I didn't get your message. I was gonna tell you. No, 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 no. Not on the phone. Make sure anybody follows. Ready to go? Yeah, there's another bullet. Check your thumb off the cup. <coughs> 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 Spoke a laugh now. Not coughing. Coughing's good. It opens up the capillaries. You know, when you cough, you're pulling air. In this case, smoke into parts of the lungs that don't normally get used. And so, coughing's good. It gets you higher. You definitely know a lot about that. Tent pirates, plant parents, conscious consumers, and the morbidly curious, welcome to Cultivation Conversation, a podcast for growers by growers. Come chat with our hosts, Captain Autoflower, the Real Green Monsta, and myself, Girl Go Grow. Grab a bouquet of your favorite flowers, apparatus of choice, and don't forget the fire while I tell you about the special companies that help keep this ship afloat. We are busy people and we demand the best for our plants. So all three of us automate our grows with Autopots. Available in over 63 countries, gravity-powered Autopot systems rely on no pumps, no timers, and no power to operate. This plant-driven automated watering is so precise, it will reduce consumption of feed while increasing yield. An effective and efficient way to delegate a little responsibility. Let your plants feed themselves. Use code CC10 at autopot-usa.com. If quality is the name of your game, look no further than AC Infinity. AC Infinity's grow tents, lights, accessories, and ventilation systems offer reliability and affordability along with total environmental control. Use code CULTIVATION on acinfinity.com to save even more. Frass Valley produces the highest quality superworm frass. Naturally strengthen your plants and enhance their resistance to pests and disease. Use code CC10 at FrassValley.com. We are big fans of Mass Hydroponics. Whether you're a local in Massachusetts or accessing their full online catalog, they are your one-stop shop for all of your growing needs. Use code CC10 at Mass-Hydro.com. On everybody out there in podcast land, happy Wednesday. Hello, my darlings. Oh, you're still on mute, monster. Unmute I'm yourself. Here. <laughs> happy, happy Wednesday. Happy, happy Wednesday. Yeah, thanks for adjusting to the schedule, guys. Just, you know, had life and shit happening. So, but it's I'm retrograde. <laughs> Is that is that it? Just the planets yep. aligning and Blame stuff to on cause the chaos. 
I can always do that. Mercury. I can always do that. Cool. Um, well, what is up, guys? What what is in the pipes tonight? Start right off. Start get into it. I bet you could guess. Um, double smile. Bravo. Until you are correct. Noted. Until, until otherwise noticed. Okay. Yeah, but I'm gonna have like within this next tent comes down, I'll have two mangoes to choose from. Oh yeah, Very what the exciting. Um, old school haze and and what funky mangoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, gonna be mango madness. Gonna be Up happy. To my eyeballs and mangoes. I'm gonna be a happy girl. I bet. Nice. I bet. What about you, monster? Smoking on some of that pure Michigan live resin. It's delightful. Mmm. Pure Michigan. Uh, a true, I would say, like a modern classic, you know? One of the, the number one hits of the last couple years, maybe. It took me a long time to become sick of the flower, and uh, I think that it's going to be much of the same with this concentrate. I can't really get enough of it, and everybody that tries it says the same thing. Just, wow. So, so uh, do you know the lineage on that? If you can remind me, it's like, isn't it? Um, I'm honestly not the best with that shit. So I know there's Mendo breath in there somewhere, man. It's got it's got the meat terps. Got yeah, the meat terps. this one is the 2.0 though, so it's pure Michigan crossed with pure Michigan. I believe is how they gotcha. come up with it. The original pure Michigan. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, you can always go to our trusty seedfinder.eu, right? Yeah. So Oreos crossed with Pug's breath. Uh, yeah, okay. Pug's breath. It's got it's got that Mendo breath in it. I know I know it has that backbone of meat terps and combined with God knows what else. I don't know. It's it's super unique though. Yeah, I haven't really come across many strains that remind me of it, that's for sure. So yeah, unique is definitely a good adjective I've, I've for it. I've heard I've heard people say it's very good for headaches um, and like pain relief specifically due to headaches. Yeah, I, I could buy that. I mean, uh, it gives me an almost like head banish like feel. And I feel like a lot of strains like that kind of have that medicinal benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe headbands in there too somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, cool, man. What about I, yourself? I mm -hmm. am... I am lucky enough tonight. One of our one of our listeners, Mocha Bean, sent me a little care package of some of his recently harvested Dante's Inferno. If you go check out his, his page, um, like super, super nice looking plants. Um, don't have any of the flower to show you. And if I can, I will try to even bring up his page real quick because I want to I do want to give him his. Who's the breeder on that? It's a co collaboration between Tiki and uh, Clearwater Genetics, if I'm not mistaken. Holy shit, my cat just jumped on my, my grow tent. <laughs> Fucking Jeez, Casper. Casper. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Dude's a maniac. <laughs> he really is, man. He really is. Mocha bean. There he is. Yeah, I remember following along, you know, the grow on on this one 
there it is i can recognize that plant that's the one that's definitely the one he sent me okay bear with me bear with me guys here we are boom shakalaka Ooh. so yeah that's that's a little you know preview of the flower that he sent my way that he was real proud of ob for obvious reasons I mean, uh, looks, yeah looks um, that's beautiful and yeah I'm, I'm lucky enough to have have some of it ground up right now ready to go in the grinder so i'll give you like a little rundown terp wise it's all candy like there's not there's no like gas backbone here like this is like opening a bag of it's got like a lot of different candies first i got like that distinct you know grape bubble tape or like big league chew that that artificial grape and then then it switched to like pez candy and like swedish fish lots of reds purples in the candy department is she purple she looks uh, kind of purple from that like she looks dark but i can't yeah. tell if she's just like super dark green or if she's purple she's just like frosted out and i think right like she's dark, just white <laughs> yeah a darker color green than than you're used to seeing yeah so i um, can't like it it looks like she almost wants to be purple but i can't tell by that picture where's the, mocha when mocha, ground up it is definitely not purple not purple um but i am definitely getting like lots of artificial purple candy types of terps which is totally cool um and i'll see if they flavor wise what happens How's that taste, Casper? What do you think? It's like chewing on a big league chew, for real. Very good. Four fingers in a palm, sir. I applaud you. Sounds delightful. Yeah, thanks for sending it my way, man. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I don't make that a thing. I don't need all y'all sending me your weed to, to judge. But it, you know, if I've been following your page for a while, if we're buddies, if you grew some fire, you want me to try it out. Hey, we can might be able to arrange that. Don't do that thing, but actually do that thing. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, it's fun to try different people's product. You know, different uh, grow grow methods than my own. Um, I, I always appreciate strange. Exactly. Exactly, man. It's like cheating on my garden. Don't tell my girls. Just makes you appreciate them more. Yeah, you come you come back even more in love. Right. Isn't that how it works? Because you get blind to the magnificence of your own <laughs> talents after a bit. Right. Yes, yeah, so I see in the comments, I didn't even know you could ship weed. So allegedly what you do is you vacuum seal it nicely and then ship it on over. USPS mm -hmm. is my favorite choice. But honestly, I've got shit that's not been vacuum sealed. Like I open the mailbox and it's like, whoa, dude. Yeah, They don't I really mean, seem to care. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't make it a habit of mailing weed, right? But like yeah. I think with a little discretion... For real, like I think with a little discretion, 
you know, it happens from time to time. What can what can you say? Like, oops, I slipped in a vacuum sealed quarter pound of uh, fine homegrown cannabis seemed to have gotten into a Manila envelope that's already mail addressed and got stamps on it. Sometimes that happens to the best of us. Yeah, UP USPS is the best drug mule around. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, worst case scenario, if you don't, if you're not stealthy about it, they just take that shit. You know, the mailman's getting high. Yeah, the mailman's having a party. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, And I just, I have smoked on this before, guys. So I do want to like give you like an effects report. Totally, uh, Totally a good hybrid. Um, I'd I'd pin it at like as close to fifty fifty as you might be able to manage. With all so, that sweetness and cookies, it doesn't make you like depressed and want to kill yourself, according nope. to some people. Nope. No. Okay. Nope. Not even on the come down. I'm like, maybe it's just me. I don't get that way. Yeah. Weed. Well, there's a if you go back look because I was just scrolling through the lineage of your um, Michigan. There's some Girl Scout cookies in there too. So, There's cookies in everything. Yep. Oh my gosh, it's an epidemic. So Oreos is cookies and cream. Yeah. Crossed with secret weapon. Well, of course it's got to be cookies and Oreos. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then on the other side everything. of it, there's that like that nasty like breath component of that's where all the meat terps come from. I'm pretty sure. Whatever yeah. it is, I fucking love it. Keep it coming, yeah, man, for sure. To eat their own. You gotta try it, G three. I'm should. not saying I want to try it. I just when we finally meet, I'll make sure to have I some enjoy it. For, you, for you to try. All right. I am willing and able. Had to sneak another quick one in there. Mm, really good. Mm-hmm. Very well done, Mocha. I'm I'm impressed. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, let's see, I had a a question just before the show tonight. Um, maybe I'll give away, you know, the identity of the listener. Maybe I won't. I don't know if he wants me to, but he was like, captain, I'm finding seeds in my buds. You know, I'm like every, almost every plant I'm. I'm harvesting is uh is come is coming out with all right so it was strong island i see i see him in the chat strong island grower shout out to you bud um so he's like captain i'm finding seeds in almost every plant that i'm harvesting i i will even bring up our direct message sir so i don't misquote you how many seeds so that's one of the things he mentioned some some plants are onesies and twosies, but some have a couple, you know. His one cookie smasher had like six seeds, he said. In his tangy, he found one. But his mango smile, he said, had maybe a dozen, okay? So on and so on. He says he he thoroughly sanitizes and cleans his gear, his lights, his fans, his heat mats, and his filters with a 10% bleach solution in between grows. He's never grown out a male, so he's not like collecting pollen on the side, you know. There's no, there's no intent here 
to to make seeds. It's just it's just happening, you know. Charles Bukowski, you take that back. <laughs> what he says. What he said. Oh, them fighting words around here, man. G three is gonna come at you like like a chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. Damn it, Chip. <laughs> exactly. Um. When I hear about seeds like that, uh, I generally would have to say that that's grower error. You know. Um, How so? Like. Idiopathic hermaphrodism. If you're just getting a couple of what, beans what, here and there, what, it's what, just stress-related, generally what, speaking. Hold on, I can't just gloss over that um that word that phrase you threw out there. Wait, what does that mean? G three. The idiopathic hermaphrodism. Idiopathic means you don't know where the hell it came from. Use it a lot in medicine. Something's wrong. We don't know why. Idiopathic, and then hermaphrodism. So boy parts. All right, girl. I I love it. That's. That's brilliant. I mean, we sound very intelligent when we use that phrase. What is it? In, in idiopathic. idiopathic hermaphrodite. Yeah. Okay. You kind of remember it like, we don't know what's going on. We're kind of idiots. We're kind idiopathic. of idiots. We're kind of idiots. All right. Um, that's amazing. Now, I mean, my mind would go to grower error too. Okay. But like, in, I'm sorry to cut you off, Masa, but like in what way? I mean, it, if it's happening on every single plant, pretty much, right, from the sounds of it, or the, the majority of them, you know, it could be a does number of Does he say things. what else he has in there? Is Are those his only plants that he's growing, or does, All right. do they have let's companions? See if, let's see if there's any more clues to this, this mystery here. All right, so he says, no, never grown out of male. At least not that he's recognized, which... It's a clue, right? Okay, so he's he admits he's he's a fairly new to growing weed, so maybe something got past him. Um, that was where my mind went. Okay, like you know, one of your plants, one of your like these are all fem autos that he he listed, and it's happened to me before, where like one of your plants pops a ball, you know, between weeks five and seven, somewhere in like a bottom branch, just one, maybe two, but if you don't get it. It'll pop and release a little bit of pollen. Oh, yeah, but see that type of herm, I, in my opinion, would probably create more seeds than what he's getting. I think it's, I think it's just like a stress-related herm. You got like um, a nanner somewhere. Yeah, um, like a you know he's probably got. I'm I'm leaning towards like environmental stress, probably light. Um, that would be my. That's so he mentioned that. Now I you know, that is not something I like really thought was a factor. Why do, why would you say light? That's generally one of the biggest easiest ways to stress a plant and to throw it off some some balls, you know. You got to remember an, at the end of the auto? day. Yeah, you got even an auto, uh especially an auto because we have this mindset of trying to blast them with as much light as we possibly can. And at the end of the day, they're only going to take up so much um, before enough's enough, just too much, you know, just like any plant. But um, I would look into that, you know, possible, maybe keep an eye on your, your daytime, nighttime temps. Big fluctuations and swings can also be a big stressor on the plant. Um, are you growing organically, salts? That's my uh, next question. So let's, let's you know, continue with some of the clues he, he left here, his trail of breadcrumbs. All right. Um, he says one thing that did change since 
the last run was that he added a second light. He was, uh, he's got a spider farmer. It was an SF 1000. Then he added a second because he thought, you know, more light equals better weed, more weed, better weed, tighter buds, etc. So what size tent is this? He's got 200. He says it's in a three by three and he runs an 18, six light cycle from 6 a.m. to midnight. So he's got autos, they're on 18.6, he, you know, giving them a nice long dark period as far as I'm concerned with autos. That's, you know, more than I do. I usually do a 24, um, mm-hmm. 20 on, four off. So I don't think 200 watts of light is going to cause a stress, like a light stress-related perm issue in not, a three by three space. No, if anything, he's about, underpowered. If, are there plants of different ages in there? Do you have a one plant that's like, are you pushing one plant past its prime in order to get, well, no, that, cause it takes like two to three weeks to even get viable seeds. So you have to have a plant that's popping something way earlier in order to get that. If you're counting backwards from harvest and you have a viable seed, that means that it happened at least three weeks before. True. So what was happening three weeks before it's... or four weeks before or five weeks before that caused something to go awry? What are your, what are your daytime and nighttime temps too? That's, you know, that's my next question. Okay. Now, you know, d- despite, okay. Like whether it's grower error or simply just something that happens with I, I would say like herms happen, you know, like pretty much any plant has that built into its genetic code. Like they want to reproduce, they can self pollinate, they can pop a nanner at the end of the cycle and like, you know, just throw a couple uh, grains of pollen. Like you don't get very many. That's, you know, like you're seeing like six in a plant. That's not a yeah. lot of seeds, you know? No, I, I'm, I'm definitely. The thing about it, though, is it's happened to, to like, most of his plants. So yeah, that's so, where I would say, like, yeah, it's probably not, like, the genetics you're running. It's got to be something you're doing. It, it could be. It could be. But what it could also be is the fact, like, even if you do everything right, I do think that, like, autofems, especially autofems, maybe, have more of a tendency to do that kind of thing just because like the way you make like fem feminized seeds that like, might have nothing to do with autos maybe it's just the feminized thing is by forcing one of its parents to be a hermaphrodite so like you're you're, you're forcing that on you know to one of its parents to like gender swap basically um so you can make feminized pollen and maybe you're encoding that somewhere into its its genes maybe there's more of a likelihood then for that plant to, to express the same thing i don't know are these different breeders all the same breeder mm, there's mango smile you know they were all different all, all different but they were all auto fems which you know i've experienced the same thing and i wouldn't like if the plants were stressed when it happened to me, they could have fooled me. You know what I mean? They were like big, beautiful bushes, showed no signs of not liking the light I was giving them. Or 
I mean, I know it can happen sometimes, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes it can just be there no matter what you do. So, I agree. Yeah, but just, just in the aspect of keeping it real, I'm going to say it's something he did. If it was like one or two, you know, but he's listed off, he rattled a shitload of different strains that hermed on him, I would really just have to lean with, with grower error. Because if, if you're going to blame it on genetics, there would be a few of them that, that didn't display those traits for you. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, maybe he can clarify in the chat if there were some that didn't herm at all, like, because... I, I'm assuming there were some, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, again, and again, like I was just like, dude, you know, that's that's not like a lot of seeds. No, I, it really isn't. I really nothing. wouldn't like if I found like a dozen seeds in a plant, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know what happened. Dude, right. I've had it's runs like where like was, I've had runs where like a room has hundreds of seeds. So it just it happens. Yeah, like, I just I just like you know a couple like. Just, little unplanned plant parenthood happened mm. it just it was a thing <laughs> we, we we didn't use protection <laughs> we were not careful enough and these things they just uh you know life yeah. life I, i'd say the 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 crux of the story is like hank said seems like a tiny amount of seeds i wouldn't beat yourself up over it um, right because why are we concerned about seeds right because they take energy away from the plant that it could be used for other things okay. and they like explode if you smoke them and chew up the teeth of your grinder and they're hard to like pick through things so if you don't know that they're in there so if you have six i mean i would just consider it like you know hey you got a little test batch of uh some s1s maybe yeah. that's the thing you don't really know what they are does it hold true that plants grown from seeds the resulting that are the result of a hermaphroditic exchange are more likely to be hermaphrodites themselves i would say so 100 because you've you've already i mean that trait exists in just about every type of cannabis you can find now you've you know given it like a leg up like its parent was definitely yeah hermaphrodite. You, you have forced the parent to like express that trait not to say that you can't grow that seed without any problems because there's there's been seeds, there's been strains that have been found in on that principle. So it's possible. Um, I mean, most dispensary bag seed is that, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, and they're oh, they're feminized. Yeah. They, that's and, why, you yeah, you find, like, seeds in, in dispensary weed, too, because it's just like, you know, I mean, not, like, you're probably a better grower than they are, Strong Island, like, you know, <laughs> straight up. But, like... Even the, the professionals find seeds in their weed from time to time. You know, yeah, it happens, man. It happens. As long as it's not like just, you know, you crack open a bud and there's like 20 seeds in a fucking bud, then there's a problem. Is he, yeah. Strong Island, are you top of the tent 100% with your lights or do you have them right above your plants? I just wonder if they're too close. That maybe, much wattage maybe, shouldn't maybe. be an issue. Maybe he's just nah. he's hitting them real hard with that light. I don't know. Um, yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I th I think I think it can just happen. Honestly, like I I do I do think it's in the the genetics of every feminized plant. And yeah, yeah, everybody shit herms, and the the possibility is there. Even um, non feminized oh. plants, like you're saying, is 
plants want to survive. Yeah, yeah. If given the um, chance, they can, you know. When I see a tent full of them, though, like in every plant had a through an ant or two, probably something you did wrong. You just got to, you know, look, and like I said, I had a crop recently within the last year or so that had way more seeds in it than I would have liked to admit. And it was the cut I kept mm. around for years. It was the slurricane cut. So sometimes when you push these plants a little too hard or you push them a little bit longer than maybe they should, that kind of just happens. Yeah. Goes That's, I run into that with sativas a lot, is that I push them and push them and push them waiting for that, like, 5 to 10% amber. And some sativas just never amber up. So I push <clears> them too long, and then I get yeah. a nanner and... If there are younger plants in there, I can get seeds that way. But a lot of those really grains won't like next to nothing. They won't amber up. You, if what, but uh, when you cut them down, you check the trichromes like a day or two later, you'll notice that they mature quite a bit. I tell you what, it's a goddamn government conspiracy getting these plants swapping genders, <laughs> putting something in the water. Something in the air. <laughs> they have chemtrails. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I don't think it's anything new. I, I mean, maybe, maybe feminized seeds have more of a tendency, but I think it's just something that's always been there in cannabis, for real. Um, but yeah, don't, don't stress on it too much. I mean, un, like I said, unless you're finding a shit ton of seeds, man, then that, that's a problem. Yeah. You know? That's and a problem. If, if this is something that's happening to you consistently, you just kind of have to take a look at everything you're doing and your, the environment you're putting your plants in. And then just, it'll come to you, you know, if you're doing something wrong, like, oh, wait a minute, you know? So that's all. Yeah, you'll figure it out strong. I know you will. Oh, um, he said he, during veg, he has his light at 24 inches above and flower is 12 to 18 above. Yeah, that's, that's not too much I mean, light, in my bad. opinion. You Maybe know? pop them up a little bit, especially during the beginning of flower. He's really not. Cap knows all about that. <laughs> he really doesn't have, you know, too I mean, much light. No, like, I listen, mean, apparently that is a thing. And, you know, if if you want to be, if you want to be on the fail-safe side of things or foolproof or... On the safe side, lower your lights. Very beginning of flower. Dim them. You know, 70%. You know, 80% the second week. 90 by the third. Then by the fourth week, once they're done stretch, then you can blast them. But like, Or keep them up a little higher. Instead of having it 12 to 18 at the beginning of flower, wait until two weeks into flower, three weeks into flower, and then drop them down. You know, the other thing I, I that could... I know this sounds crazy, but um, if he's not giving them enough light, that's also a form of stress for the plant. And, for sure. Uh, just some quick math. He's about 70 watts short of what should be run in a 3 by 3 I'd add, an, I'd add a third one. Raise him up a little bit. Lit. Yeah. Raise him up a little bit more than you normally would and, um, and rock with that. It's a good point, man. You know? In a three by three, what do we say? It's like thirty-five to forty-five yeah, watts per square 30, foot. Thirty watts is, is good. Is a good rule of thumb that'll that'll get you by. Thirty watts so per square foot. He's so at nine got, square feet. Yeah. 
he should be running 270 watts. Let's just round it up to 300. Yeah. So add, a, add a third mm-hmm. PS 1000. And then you got your, your, your tent fully lit. Not so, yeah. They have one light per, you know, foot of the tent. Evenly distribute that. Them, them photons that the plant lacks so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great point, man. I mean, maybe it's totally the opposite side of what he's thinking. Like, um, that's why I mentioned, you know, I tend to see, I tend to to see those balls like at the very bottom of plants where the plant is woefully underlit. You know, if I ha- I probably haven't like defoliated enough by then, and very very dark down there. Yeah, it's something to think about. Yep, so maybe more light at lower intensity, a little, little higher up. More For sure. Hey, you'll, you'll get better spread. It'll be just be better off the whole tent. You know, the more fixtures you can add, you get that benefit from multiple fixtures, you know, the spread. So, uh, yeah. And the answer is buying a new light. I'm like, who doesn't like that answer? <laughs> yeah, bucks, What's the know, solution? Light. New light. Yeah, a little new, some new gear. Fucking right. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, I do think like there's a scale of the issue too. Like, again, I think whether you want to call it uh, inadvertent seed making or uh, idiopathic hermaphrodism or unplanned plant parenthood, I think all three of the above are very, very great phrases to to use for it so it happens it it really does like it, it happened to me i mean I, fuck i didn't know what happened but like wasn't a lot of seeds like what happened to you so i was just like i don't know i mean again the plants didn't appear stressed so i'm just gonna do my thing and if i get a couple seeds per plant like i'm not gonna really stress about it you know what i mean Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you. it just happens, man. Whoa, you all right, man? Some of that pure Michigan. Ooh, Fucking wait. right. Um, yeah, what's going on in, in your guys' gardens? What you got? Mm-hmm. How's the Let's summertime? See. I have to check days on treating you. my plants. <clears throat> I have this lovely Mephisto haze tent that's making me super happy. They're almost ready to come down. Especially the Phantasma. Tell us more. 76 days on the Phantasma, and she's gonna be she's gonna come down like just about any day. She's a Quiggin. I like her. And then old school mango and the Walter White BX one are 67, and then the Hokey Magnifier is mm. a 64. And I think that old school mango is gonna go a while. She's gonna take a bit. Um, but they're fun. And then I have babies. Babies. So I have, um, let's see, Big Green Guys Strawberry Wedding and um, the Purple Rar Spooter, which is the Purple Pantherania mm. from uh, from Alibrihe. And then Goondocks from Goonie and nice. Sacred Watch from um, Outcast. And my that. Sacred Watch is enormous for a seed. Yeah, those are, she's those are big gals. They're going to get big, I'm telling you. Enormous. <laughs> like, 
she's gonna end up with a tent to herself like i'm not even planning i'm pushing the next runner because yeah. i know she's gonna get huge she's like the size of an eight to ten day old seedling and she's three to four days old the more <sighs> light you give that plant nice. to uh, it'll just respond now that's a plant she's that likes its light all right. That's cool. Well, Crank yeah, my, mine was work. one of the biggest I ever, ever grew. One of the biggest autos I ever, ever grew. So just be ready. Great. Um, yeah, no. And the auto, you got them in auto pots, I assume. Two of them. Okay. So no, <laughs> two of them will be. All right. Well, I keep I'm splitting up my kidding. system and then I don't get pots. I don't get the new ones in pots by like that can go into the system. Because I hate myself. I don't know. I keep doing this. I don't know why. Um, so, yeah, I have to just, like, get more. I just have to automate everything and be done with oh. it. And I'm on the process of getting there. It's just just not there yet. It's a process. Got to be some, some kind of punk to, to be hand-watering these days. I am no, such I'm a noob. <laughs> Jeez. It's terrible. I am. I kick myself every time I come down here. But here's the thing. Hand watering keeps me honest. Because with the auto pots, it's way too easy for me to like come downstairs, glance at the girls, dump some water in the res, and go, I'll check them later. And then I just don't come yeah, back right? later. And that's when you miss things. So hand watering forces me to interact with my girls. At least, you know, I if I have to hand water one plant, okay, well, it's... I check out all the girls when I'm down there. If they're all automated, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. I hear you. Um, I'm, yeah, I I actually just filled a pot for. I'm I'm planning to do a single plant, just hand watered to you know, keep my skills sharp. Yeah. Um, plus, cool. I don't know. I I got I got a little room. I can do it. But yeah. Definitely, definitely a little old school, you know, I and mean, it's, it's something you do have to practice and, and it's a skill you have to learn at the same time. So yeah, don't want to get lazy with it. And just to, if you, you can depend too much on a thing. I mean, not like auto pots are fucking awesome. I love them. I just spent the weekend or some of Labor Day out in the Oh, it was so hot, but I was filling the big nine-gallon pots because I got to do... Well, I did some transplanting. And, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't grow a full tent of plants without them anymore, but like a single plant or two here and there, I can I can manage to hand water. Mm-hmm. Just for Especially, fun. like, hand watering, like, I'll throw a three-gallon in if there's a little bit of space, you know? Next thing you know, it's it's a sacred watch, and yeah, it's taking up a tent. Next thing you know, I'm getting a new tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like, the answer is always more space. Just, just one more tent. One more. It's always the answer to everyone's problem. And the start to more problems. <laughs> and solutions. Like, what, are they, what did Homer Simpson say? Like, beer is the solution to and cause of all of life's problems. Mm-hmm. Was a very wise man. He he was, or is? He <laughs> is he's still around? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that son of a bitch. Right. Um. About you, monster. Like, what's what's new in in your hood? 
Nothing exciting um, this time of the year. Just the same old normal shit, except for uh, do have the greenhouse up and running with the uh, Supreme Leader by joint custody. I will say that that plan is kicking my ass. Um, yeah, why? It's I just can't seem to make her super happy. Um, she's hungry. Just wants you know more newts. Have you heard the stories of Kim Jong-un's ravenous appetite? He can eat like 50 Whoppers at a time, dude. That's what she wants. Whoppers. Whoppers. I'll just have to liquefy some Whoppers. Yeah. Top dress Uh, that shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, against my better judgment, I I just upped the newts again. uh, Pushing close to like 3.2 EC just to see. I'm just because I'm... Every time I come back and I look, I see like yellow leaves towards the bottom, you know, and uh, I don't see any burnt tips on the plant itself. So it's definitely taking whatever I give it and just wants more, 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 more. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine definitely faded like way quicker than I remember, like most of my plants, even the ones in the in the same tent, like she faded way faster. So you know, ate up the the buffet in the soil that I that I provide way quicker than the other plants. Yeah, she's just a hungry bitch. <laughs> so I'm hoping when I go back and check her on her in a couple of days that I'll see some progress. Um, I'd love to see some burnt tips t- to let me know that she's satisfied and, and had enough. Um, maybe once the main stretch slows down and... Um, Towards like the middle of flower, she'll maybe she'll use a little bit less. It kind of depends. We'll see. You just gotta feed her and tell her she's pretty. Yeah, I try to. But overall, <laughs> humbling experience this year um, in the greenhouse. That's Last tough. year was pretty flawless with the uh, pure Michigan honeybells cross. Straightforward, you know, easy plant you know, to grow. Yeah, uh, maybe it's you know we're having you know unprecedented heat. And humidity. Mm. Maybe the plant's just thriving with all the sun we're getting and just wants more. So, I mean, overall, like, they don't look droopy or anything. They're just hung- a little bit hungry. And uh, definitely giving them. Push them. You know, push I'm them definitely pushing them pretty hard. And you gotta... I wouldn't expect them to be hungry with what I'm feeding them. Well, uh, a cruel communist dictator often demands more than what you think they will yeah just heads up so i don't know we'll see it's cool though man i love seeing pictures of the greenhouse you got to post more of them dude i I know it's you know such a blessing to be able to grow outdoors and see like there's such different expressions of the same plants you know what i mean if you grow one indoors and one outdoors, it's like the same cut. It's going to look completely different. Just the sun be like that. Mm-hmm. Something, yeah. something about the outdoors that you can't just replicate. I don't know. I was some also reason, expecting more of bring... a... Go ahead. The what? I was just say, for some reason, you can't bring flaming balls of gas inside your house and make <laughs> it work. Darn it. Not yet. We can't. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, so I was also expecting it to stretch a little bit more. Like I, I put up a second layer of trellis netting and it didn't even need it. Huh. How tall is she? 
probably about six feet. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty tall. Pretty tall for North Koreans, I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) For outdoor standards, it's really not. Um, But I don't know. I mean, yeah, Yeah, like I said, definitely humbling. Not that big. Not that big. Well, it's you know interesting how it just you know success varies year to year even for I'm, I'm assuming you're using the same techniques it's just outdoors is way more dependent on just what weather and nature like mother nature throws at you you know yeah, i'm just gonna come right out and say it i i don't really like outdoor growing as much as i do indoor i'm not in control that bothers me yeah it's a, a partnership when it comes to and growing. sometimes your partner is a bitch you know, plants love consistency, and she's like, it's going to be 70 degrees today, and tomorrow it's going to be 100 degrees. They'll be fine. Shitty partner. God love Mother Nature, but <laughs> she's not a great growing partner. <laughs> Throws a lot of curveballs. Especially curve up in the Northeast. <laughs> well, <clears throat> oh man, we're all taking, taking big rips here. Here, well, let me hit the button real quick oh he's got a cough so bad <laughs> i've been there I, I was just there like a minute ago it's a good man thing that was like his buttons. soul <laughs> you okay Cal? yeah oh i'm glad i spared that from you guys I was honestly that uh out. that last one still kind of fucking <sighs> grabbing my throat you know what they say, man. You gotta cough to get off. You know what the first time I heard that saying was? I think it was Jackie Brown. You ever see that movie? No. Oh, really? No. What's that? When was that from? Oh, yeah. So, like, way back. Yeah. There's this. I don't know. It's like the scene at the beginning of the movie with this chick, and she's. I think she's talking to. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but anyway, they're sitting there smoking, and she's like, "Yeah, you know the saying is." Get a cough to get off, and uh, it's funny. After hearing that, I started hearing it more and more. So I think it wow. obviously it's uh, I mean, the same's been around for a long time, from, dude. I'll no, no, it's been around for a long time. From. I just think it was more popularized with with the movie. Well, you know, I just wrote that down. It'll be at the beginning of the show <laughs> if I can find it on YouTube. <laughs> cough to get off, Jackie. Brown. Got to write little notes to myself. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a Quentin Tarantino flick. Classic. Yeah, dude, I didn't even know that. All right, word. I, I will definitely check it out. Um, so that's cool, man. I mean, not, you know, it, I'm j- always jealous of like people growing outdoors, but like I get it. It's way more of a bitch. Way more of a bitch, and a lot. Yeah, more it's not of, everything it's cracked up to be. You know, when you get that perfectly grown like outdoor plant is are the terps worth the the squeeze is the juice worth the squeeze as a wise man once once asked it's the only reason i do it man i love them outdoor terps you know all right straight up sun grown terps that's cool man i mean mm-hmm. one day i'll be able to i hear there's a pennsylvania home grow bill it's floating around right there it is I have some friends that are buried deep in the cannabis industry with a lot of money, and uh, 
they told me that they're following the money. Like they expect that shit to pop off of the PA. Oh yeah. Within any day now. And th- that was like a year, year and a half ago. So things move slowly in this world, especially when it comes to the politics of cannabis. But I would expect it to see some sort of home grow um, with rec dispensaries, you know, real soon. Hope so. There's a bill there. It just needs to be passed. They haven't met. I think that that committee hasn't met since June. And um, so they're due. Like, we're com- we're at the end of summer now. They're going to be back in session quickly. So Look, New Hampshire's even... The legislature. New Hampshire's even popping on board. What's happening is you're seeing states that are surrounding you. I look at New Hampshire and PA very similar that way. Every state surrounding them, there's legal cannabis. Um, and PA only has a rec, I mean, not medical at the moment, which is whack. Mm-hmm. Um, you if know, what's it's funny is most medicinal cannabis facilities around here have all switched over to rec. Oh, they can't make it. There really isn't enough, you know, medicinal patients that can keep the market going, the legal market going. It just isn't. Um, so, I mean, they just freed alcohol in our state not that long ago. Like, for the longest time, you couldn't get it anywhere except for a state-run store that was only open Monday through Saturday. Nothing was open on Sundays. If you wanted any alcohol in those days, too bad. Nothing in like grocery stores, nothing anywhere else. And they only opened that up, what, Cap, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. Um, the, in, the, in the grocery stores, like, yeah, five years ago. Yeah, not truly, even. Um, they really had, to, and they had to have a, you have to have a specific license, a specific food license in order to have it as well. Like they have crazy laws in Pennsylvania regarding this stuff. It's still though, like, so what's the other, what's the other thing floating around? Like, which, so I've heard that they want to like reschedule cannabis federally too. Have you heard this one going around? Like, yeah. Instead of it mm-hmm. being a schedule one substance, they want to change it to like a schedule three or three. S- if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Never happened. I mean why? Why not? And you know, I mean Because there there are companies right out there right now there's with drugs that have cannabis in in them, synthetically made cannabis. Um like uh that C B D drug. So there are drug companies that are getting rich off the fact that it's a drug. So I don't see it being descheduled. Well, this still, it's it's not like it's just reduced in schedule. So schedule three, it's still considered a drug. You still have to have a prescription to use it. The main point that they're focusing on is that it allows a lot more access um, to study and research. Um, So we can find out what the plant's actually capable of. If it's as cut and dry as you say it is, then I say it's possible. But I mean, uh, I think there's a lot more than just that, but that's the basis of it. Like it's uh, still, it's still definitely a drug. You, it just has gone from schedule one says cannabis has no medicinal value whatsoever. It has very high um, use and abuse, like overuse and abuse. Um, it's possible for addiction, like all sorts of things that are just not true. So rescheduling 
makes the most sense. But and I think descheduling I mean, would make the most sense. Like alcohol is not a scheduled substance and neither is tobacco. They're, right. They're but on the just... edge of prohibition, how are you going to make the people that hold the money who don't want cannabis being available or, you know, they want their drugs sold. They don't want cannabis out there healing people. So uh, yeah, how do you make them both happy? That's what I worry about. Or rescheduled. Is, so if, if it gets rescheduled, I, I'm going to assume that like, all right, if, if it opens up the avenues of research, the question of is then of course like well who gets to do that research and and it's it would probably put cannabis more in in a category of like a pharmaceutical type thing where like a you know you have to have like a research license and be a some kind of a drug company to actually get the funding and the licensing to do it right so, and right now like state ruling is kind of taking precedence over federal and the schedule it's, it's so weird and the fact that they like they have so much because to think about and to decide about like okay if this state is doing it one thing in this state's doing another which state's rules actually count and which ones don't the rules that are already in place are people going to have to get brand new licenses brand new everything are they going to have to redo <clears throat> all of the cannabis programming for all of the states in order to match this new scheduling it's just like there's a lot in the air because yeah. they've kind of turned this into a shit show from the beginning the whole thing just seems convoluted, and the, the more I hear about descheduling or rescheduling, it just, I don't know, it all seems like fucking lip service in a guise to fuck us, you know? Yeah. We're also really close to re-election time. Yeah, so well, you're going to have pandering. Go. There you go. No. It's, you're going to hear a, an awful lot about, like, oh, all those pie-in-the-sky ideas, you know? Yep. All you can trust things. me. I'm every, on your side. Yep. Every four Rest years. Assured you that, hear like, about people them. like Philip Morris and like Pfizer and fucking Moderna, like they'll be all over this shit. Like, you know, flies on shit. Yeah, um, if there's money there, like they'll be in it. They're they'll be in it, you know. So I don't know. Let's just say in a perfect world, cannabis is completely legalized and descheduled. Right. Yeah, we can do our thing at like farmers markets, like everyone yeah. says. You know, mm -hmm. so the, like the reality, a the sad reality of it is, the majority of people who consume cannabis don't grow it; they purchase it. Right. So I don't see anything good coming from federal legalization that way. Like it'll just be a commercialized Walmart wheat product. You know, um, I think that's inevitable either way. <clears throat> it's just like it's just got to compare it again like i always say to alcohol and like at first it was just the big breweries after prohibition you know it was like okay we're gonna let you do this but but not like you guys only these people with the license and and it has to be done in this way and in this form and then like i don't know a couple decades later they opened up home brewing and that was just kind of like the green light for everyone to just start doing like, well, fuck, if we have the interest, we can make our own beer at home. Why are we buying it from these people? But like, 
Not everyone's going to do that. The same with cannabis. You know? This only, is the next... Go ahead, go ahead, keep going. It's just only, only the hardcores. That's like the people who really have an interest actually start to do it. So it's not going to like take away anyone's market if you allow it, I don't think. Like Budweiser's just, still making bank. No, yeah, but it's I, just I, basically I, making things medicinal. It's making the entire country medicinal. To match just, what a lot of the states are. Right now, because it's federally illegal right now, it just the states have precedence. So if you make it a Schedule 3 instead of a Schedule 1, it kind of blankets the nation in this, okay, we're medicinally okay with cannabis in the U.S. It's Where the I next see it going is, towards is, tomatoes and farmer's markets. And like if, like it, if it does get federally legalized and these big companies can get into it, They'll just push the little guy out. They'll just stomp them right out. So of places like, will. you know, um, Fresh Connection, like that, you know, small family-owned craft cannabis growers will be phased out just because they won't be able to afford to, I mean, to do that's, business. That's like what happens in all sectors of the economy eventually. Yes and no, but we're already starting to see a turn right now where a lot of these big guys can't compete, right? Um, they're selling product at a loss and a lot of them are going under and we're seeing a movement towards the craft grower starting to regain foothold in the market. Um, well, it's I'm, not that, I'm sorry. It's not that there won't always be a market for like the high grade, super premium product. No, there will be, but they, they will. won't, they won't be able to, to sustain business. They just, you won't so like the average guy who wants good flour, yeah. he won't be able to find it because the guy that he used to buy it off got stomped on by Philip Morris because they're selling their commercial fucking <clears throat> product at whatever, you know, fifty dollars an ounce, and people just won't be able to compete. That's where I see it going. I mean, I know it, it is I, a shame. Think of one man. thing that the government's got its hands on that is better than it was before. I mean, not much. That's, you know, I... Home grow is really the uh, only way that cannabis is going to be saved. Yes. We have to have home grow across the country. People who want to grow it should be able to grow it. People who know someone who grows should be able to get it from them if they want to. It's super, super important. Not only that, yes. like, we're risking not only accessibility to this plant but like the genetics as a whole because if yes. home growers are squeezed out they're going to bottleneck cookies into everything and then nobody's everybody's going to be super depressed and then they're going to want more weed and they're going to turn <laughs> on all of this stuff with like all the conspiracy side so it's just like really the answer is homegrown has to stay around it has to talk to your senators talk to your representatives <sighs> Talk to your local governments. Get involved. We cannot lose this once we get it. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree, G three. Like if if the small pe small guys in the market are gonna be squeezed, like Monsta's saying, you know the forces are very very strong acting upon them in that sense. Like it is our. I mean, whether and I, I'll just say this: it's it's our duty as sworn tent pirates to continue 
the home home grow tradition, whether they grant us permission to or not. But I would really, really, really like them to give us a you know a green light, say it's okay. Are you know? So I'm yeah. I mean, it, it's it's our duty, truly. Like it's there's no one else that's going to be making craft cannabis in twenty years out in the future. I mean. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll all be looking back on on these days as like like you know, remember when mom and pop shops existed and people could have a small cannabis operation and and then it all got federally legalized. I mean, I I hope not. I truly do hope not. But it's just like yeah. I mean, like Monsa said, what what good comes out of the government? I don't trust the people writing the bills as far as I can throw them. You know, all of the above. So do what you can do, but I'm not, I don't hold out much hope. I'll, I'll be honest. Well, walk the straight line as long as you can. And then when you can't, take a shortcut. Maybe I'm just a negative fuck. Like, I, I don't see any good either way. Like, okay, say you reschedule it, whatever. Um, they'll find some way to fuck us. Say you completely legalize it and, and allow you know, big farmer and big tobacco to get into it. I see nothing good coming from that. I just, you know, I, I, I think, I think the best way to, to really let this happen is the way it's already happening. Let states do their own thing. Because eventually what's happening, EA, the, the screws are being put to them. Look how much revenue is being lost when all the states surrounding them have recreational cannabis and they're, they're getting tax dollars. They're all going to basically want to yeah, play. Bingo. They're all going to want a piece of that pie. Look, even mm-hmm. Governor Sununu in New Hampshire, who was staunchly against cannabis, stated multiple times it'll never happen. Guess what? He's on board now. And they're, they're getting ready to legalize it because Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, surround New Hampshire, they're all legal. And they're losing millions and millions of dollars every year that they could be, you know, using to do whatever, you know. So money talks at the end of the day. And if you allow the states to kind of do their thing, I think within the next 15 to 20 years, you'll see 90 plus percent of all states have some sort of wreck market. And then the ones that don't, even they will eventually catch up. Because look, it's just old Bible thumpers, you know, in Congress and shit that, like, I'm serious, that, that are just behind the times. And as they croak and keel off, new blood comes in with a fresh mindset and the, willing, the willingness to actually change well, them. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, even though you would call yourself pessimistic, you might be more optimistic than I am. <laughs> That's you could lean on that, but uh, shit, man. Um, whatever happens, happens. Like I said, I'm just gonna keep doing my thing. Keep doing Amen. my thing. I, I wise man also once said that plant counts only count if your plants get counted. It's true. So just who's coming in to count them? Have you 
Think of all the growers you know. Have you heard of any of them having to submit to a plant count? I don't know. You know, rules are overrated sometimes, you guys. Rules are meant to be broken. <sighs> Teach that I to yourself. Not a lawyer. No. <laughs> he already knows that shit. Right? It's it's deep. something we all know, I think, instinctively. Your DNA. Sometimes, sometimes, for the greater good. Like, rules have to be broken. But, for real. Um, so, I wanted to talk a little bit about transplanting just because it's something i just did yeah you're saying that you just transplanted what did you transplant yeah so you know the way i do my my sexing is keep them in the one gallon pots the reg photos and then i i up potted uh three of i mean two of them granted i knew were fems from the start they were fem seeds then I had two strains that were regs, and I popped three of each. And I've been just kind of looking at them, seeing what's what's going on. They're finally at the point where, like, I can tell some. Some I can tell, some still unknown. But my goal from the start was to get, like, you know, one female of each strain. I don't really care which one it is. So, first one that shows, I'm going to transplant her. Because I was hoping to get these things done before I left for... I'm going on another vacation this this December. I was hoping to get them done before then, but I don't think I'm going to be able to, I'll be honest. If it comes down to it, fuck. I mean, they're in auto pots. They'll be fine for a week. You know what I mean? Towards the end of flower. Oh, sure. They'll be aight. Have to install a little camera so I can check on them from afar, but like, yeah. Yeah, just take the one out of your bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the one I installed down at the... Uh... Nah, I, I... <laughs> you pick. You pick. Uh, but so... Yeah, I feel like they'll be fine. It's just a matter of timing for me. Like, But yeah, I, I, I got three of, the, three of them transplanted. The one strain is showing late. Like, she's not doing anything yet. Um... Some some strains will tend to do that, show later than others, you know. But like the the transplanting process is I don't know, at least for me it's pretty straightforward. Like I just do it once from like one gallons into the bigger pot, whether that's five gallon or nine gallon in this case. I like to see when I pull that root ball out, already like the roots wrapping around doing this the spiraling thing. What age? How old are they? Probably like almost six weeks. Almost, actually, maybe between like six and a half weeks then. Okay. So it takes about that long, I find, for like the sexing thing to happen. You know, just have to be patient. So I like to see the root ball and then I like mess it up a little bit. Anyone else do that? Like, uh, unwind some of those roots. Yeah, I usually just score them with, like, a raising blade. Yeah. Do that, too. <gasps> slice them up a little bit. Yeah, like, you know, like, uh, four spots. Like, one, you know, turn it, two, All right. three. I like that. I like that approach. It seems a little cleaner than mine. I, I do have to, like, 
get a shop vac up there afterwards because fucking soil getting everywhere. All right, that makes a little bit of a mess. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm gonna grab a uh, like a a box cutter next time. I like that. I think it's smarter to keep the vast majority of your roots together and whole. Nope, especially when you're transplanting. You don't think so? No, because sometimes when you transplant without doing that, um, the plant will have a hard time trying to you know figure things out and actually want to spread those roots out. I mean, I I agree with like breaking it up. <sighs> But taking a blade to it, that seems like it's it would extreme, cause right? them to put so much more energy into repairing the roots than just no. expanding the root system it already has. Root, root pruning is very common in regular ag. It's, it's, it's one of those things that the plant doesn't mind it at all. Yeah, I always, I guess that's something, you know, I, I've seen a lot done to other plants and I I would agree, like, you know, you're kind of telling the plant, like, yo, you're going to want to start, like, growing roots here. So hmm. get used to that, whether you like it or not. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, you're, Yeah, I, I think you'll do more damage by trying to ruffle them up, like, with your fingers, because you're, like, touching, like, every root almost at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, but, you know, this is just kind of, like, a little rough it just it breaks up the ball. You know, allows them to yeah. spread out. Hmm. Spread out. I like that. I like that. Um, you know, I I think it does give you a little head start in what you do want to happen is the roots to spread out and occupy that new pot. Like whether you're going from a one gallon to a three gallon or a three gallon to an eight gallon or like it, whatever. Like. The point of transplanting is kind of to like let your plants start in an appropriate size container for their size. And then you can always give them more space as they grow and, you know, yep. need, a, need a new bed, new shoes. Um, now, I, you know, I always do like to sprinkle the, the mycorrhizal fungi and give them like a good helping of that. Um, and... Let's see. Afterwards, when they're like in there, let's like they got the new shoe on their foot. They're already like in they're in the pot, like building the soil a little bit. Got that nice, you know, you make you make the space in that soil with the, the container that you're taking them out of. So it's that perfect size. You can just take the whoop, take the thing out, put it right in, fill it in a little bit. And then I do water around the, the edges. Um of the new pot to again encourage that root growth out from the sides um and i i have a there's a product that cold war organics makes it's called transcend plantal meditation that was a pretty clever name at least and it's meant for transplanting like post transplant care let's say and um it it has a lot of kelp in it a lot of stuff from the ocean, a lot of like, I think it's like a zero, zero, 17, uh, NPK wise. So it's like a lot of, uh, that's potassium, right? Yeah. 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 So maybe it has something to do with like monster says, you know, giving it that, like what you perceive as vegging or I'm sorry, flowering formula to encourage root growth. I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe in that wholeheartedly, really. 
Very interesting. So, but I, I mix up my water with that, um, you know, whatever it says on the, on, on the bottle. But just some, some stuff it does have in it, like is the kelp. Um, the, it's, got, um, it's got some aloe in it, too. I, and I add aloe on top of that. Just, it's one of those things like, you know, it's good for like a cut on your body. It encourages like healing. It encourages growth. So we want to add that to our water for organic, you know, even better. If not, fuck, you can still use aloe. Good for you. You can grow it in your, in your garden. You can make it a companion plant if you want. It's real easy to grow. Great. Everyone should have aloe. Yeah, many right. uses, really. Yeah. Fucking right. Um, but I got it from, um, you know, I <laughs> bought an extract because, again, I, I, I have the reservoir. I like to, sometimes I like to have the option to add stuff to my reservoir if I want. So if there's a form of something and then there's like a liquid extract form of the thing too, I'll always opt for the liquid extract for reservoir's sake. Depends how, how goopy it is. Some yeah. stuff can get pretty, pretty nasty in there. I mean, we don't like yeah. a lot of goop. I don't like stuff growing on the sides of my res. For sure. I don't like it. For sure. But aloe is just a simple thing, guys. And, um, you know, it definitely benefits you in a transplant situation. So the, the mycorrhizal, like kelp, some... Um, and what did I just say? Fucking aloe. Aloe. Yeah. Yeah. That one. All great for post transplant care. Um, and then as part of my process, I, I will then like mulch that top layer. Top dress and then mulch. Excuse me. So, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of worm castings. A little bit of the craft blend from build a soil. I mean, not really, nothing special. Use use what you got. You got Gaia Green four eight four. Use that if you got it. And then just put a little bit of a uh, uh, mulch. I mean, I like the the rice hulls. I've seen people use straw. You can use an actual, like, wood chip mulch if you got it in the fucking garage, you know? Like, go for it. Some of those can be no bueno. So, Why? Uh, they have certain chemicals and, and stuff in them. Um, you have to get, like, yeah, a natural controller. wood mulch. Okay, more yeah, natural untreated. one. Like, you, you wouldn't want to use the shit that's, like, dyed black. You know, like, I've seen some of that stuff. Or the stuff that's dyed red. Um, you want to get like a natural wood chip. Mm -hmm. More natural wood chip. Yeah. I've even seen people use like plastic, like a vinyl on the top of their pots to keep things moist. Wait, so like a artificial mulch. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could consider it a mulch, nice. but it's just, it's helping 
the soil stay wet on the top yeah, by not yeah. allowing it to evaporate. That's that, exactly. I mean, exactly. It's just artificial mulch for sure. If mm -hmm. Like I see people using those earth boxes and they have like a plastic layer over top. Yeah, I mean, very similar to that. You mm -hmm. know, same concept. Like what yep. you're, you're you're doing is you're like hiding that top layer of the soil from the light. And that's, that's so like not a lot will want to grow up there if there, it's getting blasted with light. I mean, you won't get the feeder roots. You won't get like um, blooms of lactobacillus. Fungus gnats. Yep. Yeah. It prevents. I've seen people gnats use sand. Yeah, as a mulch for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure, that'll help with fungus gnats sometimes too. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. Keep that. They won't be able to penetrate the sand. Yeah, like an inch, inch, inch and a half of sand right on the top. Take care of it. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, you know, you can be a little creative. Like, sh use shredded up newspaper if you got it. Just don't let light hit that top layer of soil, and it will keep it more moist and encourage more shit to grow up there. Yeah, it just gives you access to more soil, really, instead of it being a no-man's land. <laughs> I like that. Like a... A North Korean like demilitarized zone, right? <laughs> Supreme leader. It's a fungus, um, not demilitarized zone. <laughs> um. So before we before we get wrapped up, I wait, Cap. Hypno yeah. girl wants to know why do you take so freaking long to transplant? Like, why, why do you wait so six long? weeks? Because it's part of my sexing process. It's part of my, like, just be as lazy as I can and let nature just do its thing. I know there's other ways to sex, but I do find if you leave a plant in a small pot for, like, six weeks, maybe a little longer sometimes, it tends to show its sex. Because it... Caps it, grow it, style includes childhood trauma. <laughs> I liked I I just I, maybe I don't know it's fucking it works that's all I know it takes too long I think you really need to reconsider that method because then by the time you they I show sex they're like two weeks they got to recover for a few weeks to reveg I should have and and because I did have like a limit on the timing here and it's fucking up my like you know the whole plan I I should have done something different but I let the lazy grower in me be the one making the, the shots. So, don't know what I can say. You now I know. Bed, now you're going to lay in it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Exactly. I mean, if I have to have someone come over, like, at some point during the week and, like, just check the reservoir and, like, bring up a bucket of water, so be it. You know what I mean? I'll do that. I think I could handle that. But I don't want to do it. I'd rather leave and like have everything shut off and not not worried. Yeah, it's you have much auto flats. We'll see. We'll see. It's, it's it'll cutting be it fine. close. It's cutting it fucking close. What's the worst that could happen? You come back to unhappy plans. All right. Yeah, true. Or the house burns down while I'm on vacation. God damn it. Let's hope not. <laughs> Knock on wood. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Because we've taken preventative measures. We know how to... What was the name of our first episode? How to grow fire without growing fire or something like yeah. that? Yeah. 
something like that. But yeah, we, we we we've done we've done what we got to do. Our fucking our our plugs and our our uh, fuse box is not running hot. Um. Yeah. Hopefully that answers the question, man. I'm sure it does. Now there's a method to my madness, right? Nope. It's just madness. <laughs> Uh, as long as he believes there's a method it's all just like your opinion we believe Cap. <laughs> you believe in yourself we believe in alright as long as that, as long as you believe in me <laughs> so the uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring up uh, one of our Patreon's gardens real quick because man they got it going on and they posted some pictures yesterday I love these and I just wanted to share it with all y'all Beautiful plants always make me happy, too. So this is Jack. Jack Leg. Yay, Jack. Jack won our random, like, spin third prize in the Girls in the Grow Along. Oh, yeah? This past Monday. So huge Wait, congrats so, to him. He was right. one of our growers in the Grow Along. And this is one of his, um, he had, I think, double grape cross with grape crinkle or something like that it was really it was a fun cross pretty that's awesome so i am reading his his post here now it says the since the girls on the grow grow along girls has, on the grow along yeah girls on the grow along has come to an end here are my finals picks dump for double grape crossed with grape crinkle oh I, sweet i was right i really enjoyed the so what do we call that double crinkle or grape grape like double mm. so whatever it, he says i really enjoyed this grow along and meeting some great really great growers thank you so much girl go grow for letting me be a part of it and man the plants look super so fucking pretty i love the background too that looks sick just like nice big fat looking buds covered in frost Look at that close up. Oh, so pretty. It reminds me of a 1990s school photo with the laser background, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it yeah. does. Kind of. <laughs> it's like what every kid wanted. Wanted on. That's why you wore your best neon colored t shirt so you could put it on that laser background. <laughs> but fuck, man. Look at those buds. All right, so here's a little. Thick. Like, they really <laughs> look dense, too. A lot of our growers had difficulty with getting the density. Um, looks like you nailed it, though. Looks great. I love that Good he, job, he buddy. posted it with grapes, too. Very appropriate. It is, it is, you know, there's a lot of grape in that strain. Should be super grapey. And you are right as hell, G3. It does look yeah. like really dense. Really dense. Beautiful, beautiful work. Right. Nice work, brother. Yeah, man. I love seeing them. I mean, you know, it, I love the transition you get too from like live plant to then trimmed final product. Um, you know, I, I I am not sure too much about, let's see if we can find any more about his growing style. Well, let's see. He does have more pics posted. Go through them a tad. If mm -hmm. I had to guess, I'm going to guess he is... All right, looking at that fade, I'm going to guess he's an organic guy. 
not that you have to be to get you know a fade like that but tends to be a little easier what do you guys think i definitely agree it's easier to get fade in organics it's tough to say but with the density they, like they just, that, you know. They don't have the same buffet available all the time. So when they start pulling from their leaves at the end, easier to notice. I'm seeing a lot of burnt tips there, too. That's I was going to say at first, I thought synthetic because I saw some of like the painted nails, like we'll say sometimes. See if we can hear anything. I mean, I, I, I'm just going back a little bit in his... Uh, I'm re- trying to read some of his posts. Well, he's um, saying high, yeah, lower high PPM. PPM solution. So yeah. I would imagine he is not an organic grower. Surprising. Nice on that job on that fade. For sure. For sure. I think you were right, Monster. The 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 painted nails of the burnt tips were the giveaway. That was the indicator for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen Good people call. with with burnt tips and organics as well. But yeah, it happens from time to time. But yeah, he look. He even gave you a little little close up of them, little painted nails there. But um, yeah, awesome man. And he's he's one of our you know one of our supporters. We appreciate that a lot, and um, we love that he posts about his garden in our Discord. We love being able to post these on on the show. I'm glad he he posted a you know his his recent harvested photos. Because, man, oh, yeah. that looks fucking awesome. I want some grapes now. Just saying. <laughs> I really want some grapes. Um, but, yeah, just pointing it out, guys. We got both things, a Discord and a Patreon. You can do both. You could do one without the other. You, know, you don't have to do either. You could just listen to the show, too. Missing some fun that way, though. You really are. The Discord is definitely a fun place. Um, I mean, I don't know where I'd be posting without it. Most of, most of where I'm talking to people these days is through Discord, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't spend a whole lot of time on IG. Nope. The, fucking yeah. the community's so separated. We're so disconnected from each other. And look at all these fucking Discords we have. Like Everyone's got a cool Discord, so it's like... I can just like scroll through it and 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 be entertained all day. You know? There's always something going on in one of them. Yep. Amen. Usually a grower longer too. <laughs> <laughs> or, th- or three. Yep. Or three, but um, um, yeah, no, that was like, I I applaud his efforts and his his flowers look very very nice. And man, I'm impressed with the fade, like you said. Yeah. Very. Um, yeah, you guys got anything else? G3, G3, what's going on with the planets? Moon? Anything we need to There's worry about? There's a whole bunch of shit in re- retrograde right now. Mercury's in retrograde until the 15th. Just watch your P's and Q's. Miscommunication is going to happen. So make sure you reiterate things if they're not coming across well. So, yeah, double, you know, double up your rephrase your, what you've already said in a different way. Yeah. Just take a second and think about how you're coming across. Good, good advice. Always. So I, I have actually something that I want to address. That's something I said last week and we were talking about pH pens, right? Please. And I said, yeah, generally speaking, like every time I check it with a standard, it's, it's fine. Well, it wasn't. Oh, no. Not at all. I was like 0. 0.8 off 
on one of my pens. I because I just happened to like, ah, you know, let me check it. I yeah. dipped it in the 7.0 solution and it was coming out at 7.8. And I'm like, God damn it. Were you using that pen? Did it did you get any negative effects from that? So um I did get some negative effects from it, and that's how I knew something was off. So Moral of the story, here's what I want you to do because this is how I'm going to live my life from now on. Calibrate your pens monthly. Just do it. Make it a thing. Be like, all right, I'm going to calibrate this pen. It takes two minutes, not even. In the case of an Apera, I think it's like 30 seconds. You dip it in the seven, you hit cal. You let it do its thing. You dip it in the four, hit cal. Let it do its thing. And if you want to get frisky, you can calibrate it to a third point with the 10.0. Not necessary, in my opinion. But yeah, calibrate your shit and check it. Don't be a monster and think that everything's going to be fine. And you don't have to worry about that shit like other people do. So yeah, we all have to worry about it. If you're, if you're counting on your nutrient solution to be at a certain pH and you're using a pH pen to check said pH... Calibrate that shit. It's a good idea anyway, because I can tell you your plants are expecting it to be at a certain pH. (laughs) So let's not disappoint our babies. Don't hate, calibrate. There you go. (laughs) I don't know. I love these. But I'm just, I, I don't trust them either way, man. They could be calibrated or not. I'd still have those fucking, like I said, nah, pH if you get a good, drops if, around. If you get a good pen, check. if you get a good pen, it works just fine. You can always keep a bottle of like a standard solution around to check it before you check your pH of whatever you're checking. You can dip it in this solution. It'll give you a ballpark of where you're at. Um, and you'll know if your pen is falling in line word that's how i knew mine was off i was like yeah you know i'm not really liking the looks of these plants but the other ones in veg were fine it's the ones that in flower they were had some sort of lockout issue or something they just weren't happy so first thing i did was check the pen because i dipped it in the solution and it looked the solution came up fine and i'm like yeah these plants aren't fine something's wrong mm-hmm. so you double double triple checked every every link in the chain yeah and look generally speaking when something goes wrong it's human error that's the first thing i look towards we all have a tendency to want to try to blame something else or somebody else shit that you you say is out of your control i hear that all the time look when it comes to indoor gardening everything's in your control so something went wrong there's so many moving parts that like you know you might not even think that like something is is wrong and it is like problem i had with my lights uh, a while ago you know just over time they like dimmed on me and it was an issue with the uh, the dimmer like monster says the first thing to fail on a fixture and it sure as hell was um but like i didn't notice it because it happened so slowly and over time and i like i just found myself one day with a bunch of like stretched out seedlings like looking up at my plant like or looking up at my light like staring into it like that's fucking way too like i shouldn't be able to do this this should hurt when i look at my light Mm -hmm. i want it to burn my retinas when i look into my light you know what i mean yeah 
Don't look into your light, people. Wear girl glasses. I want to be able to see those fucking bars across, like, when I close my eyes for the next five fucking hours. I want it to burn my retinas. Amazing. I don't, just don't understand why you've been having those headaches lately. <laughs> It's a mystery. I just don't know. It's like, but, Doc, uh, it hurts when I do this. What are you doing? I'm hitting myself in the head with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm staring into my grow light, Doc. I don't know what's going on. Burns my retinas. No, I like 30 years from now when you're blind. I took such good care of my eyes. I was, I would take lutein and <laughs> wear sunglasses. And, wait a minute. <laughs> It's like the the kids who stare at the sun without the like at, at school when you had the like the solar eclipse, you know they they gave the you little that, pinhole cameras. Yeah, that piece of glass or something. That yeah, there was that one pinhole. that was like really powerful a couple years ago, and there there were people like on Amazon and eBay selling like solar eclipse glasses. There's Quite always a few that... people literally got burned depending on those glasses. Yeah, because they what they didn't yeah. work like they should. Uh, no, they just didn't work. Phony solar eclipse glasses. Yeah. It was, it was mean, all the rage. I mean, like we've had plenty of eclipses, but like this one was like the eclipse of all eclipse, like a few years back. Uh, we're, and everybody wanted to, they were, we were preparing for it. Everybody wanted to see it. So there were companies that were capitalizing on that, selling you, you know, bogus fucking glasses that would literally hurt your eyes. There are people that were blinded from this thing. No shit. Yeah. Well, I, rem I remember, like, in, I was saying in elementary school, like, there was a solar eclipse, and our teacher gave us these fucking things to look through, and there was this, the one, like, kid with, like, severe ADHD who sat in the back of the class who had, like, a, a rat tail, and he was like, I am not looking through this fucking thing. I'm just going to stare at the sun like I always do. And he, he definitely like couldn't see for the next couple days. If I'm not, if I remember correctly, like he had to have special glasses. Um, and it was, it was like, he, he fucking learned his lesson. I will say, but I mean, you know, Brutal. now they don't let kids go out and see the damn eclipses at, at that school because of that one kid. There's always one fucking kid who fucks it up for everyone. Yep. One kid or one adult, depending on what you're talking about. It's always one person to fuck it up, you know? Just, yeah, don't stare at the sun, guys. And, and wear but, grow glasses and don't stare at your yeah, lights either. Don't, don't stare at your grow light. Like, I mean, do as I say, not as I do. See? But I also heard, um, and real quick, um, there's a solar eclipse coming up, like, April, May 2024, and, like, the best, like, you know, the window of where you can see it is, like, going right through new england and the adirondacks um it might be like upper new england then so i don't know that's your thing it's like time for a camping trip there you go there you go hmm. it's a pretty cool shit i heard man. the best way to see it is to make glasses with magnifying glasses point them right towards the sun <laughs> so that's a bad idea it's not true uh, i mean we could try it out I'll let you uh, go first. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, but I appreciate everyone joining us tonight. I appreciate you guys for, you know, rescheduling the show and coming on, chatting. My pleasure as always. Thank you, sir. 
for being here as always. Yeah, pleasure's all mine. And we'll see you all in a week. Until then.